Hello, happy campers. Welcome Hello. to yet another fantabulous episode of Geeking Out. I'm Spike. Chris. And here we go again after oh, after an extensive tour of Mongolia and bat caves. Then here we are. We're back, back in the saddle. <clears throat> we actually recorded a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't get the episode out because they sucked. <laughs> Seriously, the the audio we we started doing audio files just so it'd be easier for me to edit and stuff, yeah. and still got a corrupted file. So, oh, yeah, no. it it was there, but it didn't sound right. So anyway, so let's try this again. So, Chris, seen anything new lately? Have I seen yes. anything? Have new? you seen anything new? Have you seen anything worth seeing? I know. We are recording this on May 1st, 2022, as we do every, supposedly every Sunday. Hopefully we can actually get back to that at some point. But that means that coming up this next weekend is a new Sam Raimi movie. Yay! I've got Sam Raimi and I've got Benedict Cumberbatch, so you bet I've got butter popcorn and soda pop. I'm buttering the popcorn. Artificial buttery type liquid on the oh, popcorn yeah. this time. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it's <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or whatever it's called. Already banned in Saudi Arabia, so you know it's got to be good. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anywho. That, that, we'll, we'll have a, probably a lot to talk about next weekend on that movie. Yeah, no doubt. Now, uh, we actually did do, well, we did the reviews for Sonic 2. Did we ever get that out? Yes, we got that out. And week two of, uh, oh, what was it, Moon Knight. Yes, have you seen the last episode? I have episode? not seen any episodes since we did the review. Has it gotten better or worse? This, the last episode, episode five, was very emotional uh, got a lot of details of who they are. Got to find out, oh, hey, this happened. And I'm not going to say who, but either Steve or Mark is actually just not real. Yeah. And I will say this. That actor deserves an Academy Award. The, like, he has, like, he literally cried in the episode, and you can tell that those were, like, real emotional tears. So and he's then, a, so he's a wussy. Oh, hush. He, 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 he really, like, like, he dug in there for something, and when he let it go, he switched to a different character, and it's, like, just like that, just so well done. Like, it, he, I don't know any other actor that can actually do that. that like, that. It was like, it was like, wow, the range of acting on him. Yeah. He's going places. So, so is that show still worth watching? I'm loving it. Not good. I still think it's it's different. So this is like McMarvel. You're loving it. Mc. Okay. <laughs> Make Marvel. <laughs> so, I, I kind of, it's not that I grew out, of, it's not really that 
I gave up on it after episode two. It just... I wasn't excited enough to go back and watch episode three. Mm-hmm. So, so it, I'm glad to hear it's doing all right. Hopefully it finishes strong and doesn't... Doesn't pull a Boba Fett on us. Oh. No more Boba. Oh, no. No more Boba. Boba boo-boos. No more Boba. No more Boba boo boos. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, we got stuff yes. to talk about this week. What's happening in the wonderful world of pop psychosis? Well, sadly, uh, we lost a Kentucky native. Naomi Judd passed yes, away. Yes, Naomi Judd passed away at 76. I don't know the details on this. I'm hearing rumors that uh, it was suicide. I don't know anything about this. I know she, I've heard also that she was, she's been suffering for a while. Uh, she, was, she had a storied life. She has talented daughters, and she's... I wish her well wherever she goes from here. So, yeah. indeed, so. indeed, indeed. Oh, let, let let's pray for her and that she goes in the right direction. So that takes care of Naomi Judd. We also lost uh, Neil Adams this past week at the age of eighty. Mm-hmm. He was the Batman artist back in the seventies, and in fact, to be honest, if you look around and you see Batman stuff, just like at. Uh, at a dollar store or in some kind of t-shirt shop, odds are the Batman you're seeing was drawn by Neil Adams. They, yeah. they cribbed his one of his drawings from one of his books that he's done over the years. And he really, he really reestablished Batman after the, uh, after the Batman of 1966, all the campy stuff. And it was right around that time that it was Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill took over the character and, Helped turn that whole franchise around, which inspired, uh, can't think of his name now, uh, the one who did 89. How quickly we forget. <laughs> Either way, it was, we'll, we'll think about it about five minutes after our brains had a chance to thaw. But anyway, he was the one who influenced the modern take of Batman in 89 and honestly influenced Frank Miller when he did The Dark Knight Returns in 86. So, there are a whole lot of roots there. He's the one who taught people to treat Batman seriously. Him and O'Neill. So. Good job. <clears throat> so, we'll be praying for you there. We'll be praying for you there, Neil, and we hope that uh, you're heading in the right direction, too. So, alright, Chris, what else you got? Well... We know that Sam Raimi, uh, you know, is a good, very talented director. <laughs> yes, he is, yes. <laughs> now, now remember, remember, I've got my, uh, I, we do this in the in the office here and at the Who, What, Where office or studio or whatever the heck it is this week. And I've got the computer fired up, so I've got a bunch of stories in the background I'm keeping track of and... Chris wanted to start talking about Sam Raimi, and sure enough, there's my there it is on the desktop. Go ahead, Chris. What you got? Well, uh, we already know after the huge hit of successful Spider-Man movie uh, into the multi what what was it called? What was it? No way home. Multiverse. No way home. Yeah, no way home. Yeah. Anyway, there was talks about how people wanted 
Toby to come back as Spider-Man. They wanted Andrew Garfield to come back as Spider-Man. And both actors said that they would actually come back as Spider-Man. Now, Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, has came out and said that he would love to do another Spider-Man film. So, that might actually happen because they both are interested in you know that, that would be interesting because well uh apparently tom holland and andrew garfield are stepping away from hollywood for a while there's a lot of stepping away from hollywood nowadays yeah. uh, there's a lot of people who have just it's getting to the point it's almost impossible to operate now yeah especially if you're a white guy you are not welcome in hollywood right now I'll say this, a straight white guy, then you're you're not really welcome in Hollywood right now. Especially if you might have a cross on your neck or something. But uh, but Sam Raimi's open doing Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and maybe Kirsten Dunst. And I'm good with that. There's been talk about maybe we'll get to see... Uh, Spider-Man 4 might actually be uh, the first Spider-Girl movie. But this one, if you actually go back, I think it was the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, they had a Spider-Girl book, and it was about, it was set like 20 years in the future, but it's got uh, Peter and Mary Jane have been married. Peter's been retired as Spider-Man for a while, and they have a daughter that they nicknamed Mayday. Because they named her, of course, they're going to name a daughter May after, after his aunt May. Aunt May's passed away, but they have a, a daughter named May, and she's called Mayday because she keeps getting into trouble because she's got the old Parker luck, and as it turns out, she's inherited quite a few of the spider powers too. So it's up to Peter to try to teach her how to protect herself. Because being a teenage girl, she is determined, she knows everything, and keeps getting herself in trouble that her mom and dad have to try to bail her out of. So that And doing that with a Sam Raimi take would be interesting, because he's going to take... Sam Raimi loves the hyperkinetics type of filmmaking. As you can, If you remember Army of Darkness, that was done on like five Red Bulls worth of speed at the same time. So I think it, I think that would actually be a good fit, just because let's be honest, Toby McGuire is what in his forties now. So yeah, he would be about the right age. Him and Dunst would be about the right age to do so. And God knows, Kirsten Dunst is not doing anything else right now. I mean, that's I mean, it's an interesting take. But what I heard was well, this was another way to go. Was they would introduce Miles Morales. And Tobey Maguire would have to train him on becoming a new Spider-Man. So it'd be like a... Mm, okay, yeah, I can see that, but I wouldn't support it because we've already told that story. That is true. That the, in fact, the poster for that movie is right over your shoulder, yeah. sitting there on the wall, into the Spider-Verse. I'm hip, I get it, but <laughs> Miles has had his story told. Mayday has not. Let's go in a different direction here. And the direction's right there, just waiting for, you know, just waiting of, for you. Speaking so. of, already been done before. I, I, half of it is kind of making me wonder about the new Doctor Strange movie because there's a lot of things in it that I've already seen in What If. So it's like, eh. 
But anyway, yeah. Now I'm I'm still holding out hope for for a Doctor Who. I would actually like to see. Here's a reported list of who's going to be replacing Jodie Whittaker. It can't Whittaker. It can't be fast enough. But uh, yeah, I've already heard Hugh Grant and uh, David Tennant coming back. And I'll be watching if David Tennant comes back. <laughs> they said it according to the rumor he wouldn't be playing the. The, his old Doctor Who, he'd be a different Doctor Who. He would look the same, but he'd be completely different in character. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's David Tennant. Yeah. And then there's Ollie Alexander, which is the extremely metrosexual Brit that they were, that the BBC was threatening to replace Jodie Whittaker with because they kind of liked their Doctor Woke, even though nobody else on the planet wanted to see it. But Anywho, I'm looking at some of the other names, and I don't care about Ooh, any of these that people. That one was good. Not that one. You know. Michael Sheen. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. Yeah, if you say so. I Michael don't know him from anything. But. So anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for the new Doctor Who. That, I mean, this is being produced by Sony, not by the, by the woke at... BBC, BBC's just going to be there to market it and stuff. This is going to be a Sony production. So we'll see what happens because I think we all remember what happened when Fox got a hold of the property. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. What else you got, Chris? What else you got, Chris? <clears throat> um, well, CW has canceled two shows that... <laughs> oh, wait. It's not a surprise. Nobody's surprised by this. CW is finally canceling Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. Thank you. I'm looking at Batwoman's ratings from the past year. She... Batwoman cracked half a million viewers. Now, this is for a national broadcast network. She cracked half a million viewers exactly three times... Out of 13 tries. That is putrid. And, uh, and from what I'm seeing, the low was 372,000 for the fifth episode. In your 18 to 49 demo, the most wokish of the woke, supposedly, she's drawing like set a 0 0.07 share. So she's getting like seven hundredths of a percent. So it's or like 7%. Of the audience. You know, That's what she's I, right. I just want to say, I don't care if she's a woman of color. I do not care if it is woke. The writing drug the literally took a good story of Batwoman and drug it through the mud and stepped on it, kicked it, and says, it's still good. It still works. Shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, they're, th they're threatening to reboot the Arrowverse. No, 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 no. They're talking about doing Final Crisis. Guys, this sounds exactly what, like, the CW would, would do. Cuck Woke, okay? That's what the CW stands for now, Cuck Woke. Final Crisis... For those of you who managed to obliterate it from your memories, you few comic fans who are left who remember Final Crisis, it was a well-polished, 
well-marketed turd. <laughs> it was incomprehensible, made zero frickin' sense, and killed Batman off in the process. Well, they did Spoiler that alert. Yeah, they do that in every crisis. It's an F on. The only thing, the last crossover that they did, the only good thing that came out of it was that whole scene with uh, Smallville uh, Superman where yeah. he retired and Lex Luthor showed up with a rock and he just takes the rock from Lex Luthor, throws it, and he's like, you're going to die, this whole world's going to die. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, anyway. Well, that uh, was the best part. That's, uh, everybody's going insane about, uh, what's the name, David Zoslov? He's the CEO, he's the CEO of Discovery who brain farted this entire merger with Warner Brothers. So he's in charge of the combined company. He's the one who's kicking rooster teeth in the teeth. He's the one who's about to drop kick. He's the one who's going to take DC properties away from Warner Brothers. He's going to divorce DC from Warner. Uh-oh. So now what's Warner going to pay their bills with? And then he's going to, uh, according to this, he wants to integrate the TV universe and the movie universe, which is idiotic. Because it's a multiverse. Just let them go at it. But what do I know? Let's just go ahead and sink the entire boat. Yeah, might as well. Let's not just sink the boat. Let's put a hole in the big old tub <laughs> that the boat is floating in. Let's do that, David. Yes. Although, honestly, David Zoslov has been punting wokesters left and white. Left and white. Left and right. <laughs> considering, most of really woke, here for... considering most of these woke people are extremely <laughs> pasty white. I'm not arguing beyond that. So anyway, so there's, that takes care of that. Uh, what else you got, Chris? Uh, before I move on to the rest of this, I want to say that there is a discussion that I really want to talk about later. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to me for some reason because, mm -hmm. well, I'll explain it all to you later. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. I really want to get into the conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. Mr. Gary Oldman uh, has is talking about retiring. Another actor retiring. Again, retiritis is striking Hollywood hard right now. But Gary Oldman is one of those actors that has played everything and has... He's got he's, nothing he's, left to prove, honestly. He, he is a chameleon in his... Like, he has played things to where it's like, wait, that's Gary Oldman? You know, so yeah, he's uh he is re talking about retirement, and there's a lot of people going like, no, Gary, no. So yeah, well, enjoy retirement, Gary. It's nice having you. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the time we had together, but yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, director John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man. Yes. Films uh, has left the director's chair of Fantastic Four. Mm hmm. No reasons why, apparently. Just, uh. Fantastic Four is snake bit. It's the first thing. You know who needs to do Fantastic Four. Mm. Now, we were just talking about Sam Raimi doing Spider Man 4. No, 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 no. I would love to see it. Yeah, I would like to see Sam Raimi do that. I would like to see Sam Raimi do a Fantastic Four. Hmm. And you know who the thing would be? Oh. 
Hey, who's it gonna oh, be, Chris? Oh no. no! No, think about it. What? Bruce Campbell as the thing. <laughs> Who else has that self-depreci- self-deprecating sense of humor <laughs> that Ben Grimm has? He would be great for it. It'd be either him or Dennis Fleury. We really do need to sit down and just cast these films for them and do their hard work for them. Dennis hasn't done anything for a while. I know. He, <laughs> so he, he hasn't had to because he but made a fortune he, off of Rescue Me. But so remember, this is nothing. But. This is a Disney-related, so it's like... Yeah, they'll never do the right thing. <laughs> they'll never get a deal. Anywho. But yeah. So that happened. That happened. Uh, so, another director... Josh Rubin told Fangora, and remember how Fangora was start, was talking about doing their own movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Still well, idea, yeah. keep that in mind. I'm not saying that this has anything to be related to, but you never know. Josh Rubin told Fangora, Fangora that he really wants to direct a dark man movie with Liam Neeson. In case you guys never heard of Dark Man and Liam Neeson being Dark Man, there you go. I didn't mind Dark Man, but I don't know how excited I would be about that. Although Liam Neeson would probably fit. Hmm. Well, Liam Neeson was the original Dark Man, wasn't he? Oh, the original. Yeah. Oh, don't make me look this up. Yeah, well, he he played Dark Man and like. One, I thought that was somebody two, else. No, you're right. It was Liam Neeson. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Still not, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Yeah, I guess I fixated on Larry Drake for some reason. But. Mm. Anywho. I still wouldn't mind for them to bring back the shadow. That's been another snake bit property. If you were to do that, you would... If you bring back the shadow, do it on Spotify. Spotify, Do a modern audio podcast Hmm. of the shadow. Only this time you can, you you don't have any radio broadcast radio censorship to deal with, which means they can go way out of bounds, which they would because they're untalented hacks. But still, you could get into some juicy storylines there and really start clouding men's minds. But that's me. Oh, interesting. If I were to do that, I would do it as a radio serial. Or serial, for that matter. S-E-R-I-A-L. They did a good job of it. Anywho. That would be cool. Uh, So what do you got? Uh, Let's see. Any other newsy things? Because we do have a few things we need to start discussing here. We have some. We actually have some major stories to talk about. But what other minor stories we got? <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> You're welcome. Go ahead. Uh, so, petition removing uh, Aquaman two star Amber Heard. You know how many signatures that they collected so far? <gasps> All of them. Three mil. <laughs> <laughs> Three mil. That's a whole lot of fish sticks. That is a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of fish sticks. I just had to throw that in there, but yeah. Any other minor stories to deal with? 
just the one I really want to talk okay, about. Okay, hold on. I got a couple of minor stories here because there was a little minor story about somebody buying Twitter while we were in, in break. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. The first African-American to own a major... <laughs> Seriously, he's from South Africa. That makes him an African-American. Charlie Stern's from South Africa. Yeah, she's African-American too. Anyway, so that's that's what Twitter's been <laughs> picking and grinning about since uh, since the announcement was made. Hey, an African American owning a social media company, yay! Oh, so, anyway, that that has been a. I'm serious. Elon Musk has some serious trolling potential. Oh, wow. I actually threw that out on Twitter this past, not that long ago, it was a. It was a, actually an ElfQuest reference, which absolutely nobody got from like 30 years ago about Pick Nose the Troll. No, he is, he is like a ma- he is a master troll. He's up there on like Donald Trump level of troll. He knows how to just pick and pick and pick at the people who just can't take it. The left, of course, went insane. And, there, and of course, the, the first thing I saw about two days after the announcement was... Uh, an ad somebody had taken out about uh, Tesla auto-driving vehicles being unsafe. Uh-huh. And now Congress, is dem- now Congress is demanding he appear and answer some nonsense about something having to do with something just to, so they can come in and try to, try to pick at him, which he honestly should take him up on because he's smarter than all of these people put together so he could probably leave them all looking like fools for this would be like the return of johnny carson well now remember or, no it'd be more like the return of david letterman because <clears throat> letterman was a lot snarkier than than carson was but anyway what were you going to say i was going to say remember uh he's not all that smart remember no. uh you know uh, amber heard mm. <laughs> yeah don't mm. stick you in crazy yeah right? yeah <laughs> don't stick your dip in crazy but anyway but he There is one thing. They made sure he didn't go up and testify about Amber Heard in that trial that she's having with Johnny Depp. I think they wanted to call him up and then realized at the last minute, even her lawyers figured out that was a horrible, rotten idea to to have. (laughs) So anyway, now Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the bartender emeritus of the, the House of Representatives, she is upset about Elon Musk, and she says, tired of having to collectively stress about what explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform and skews it because Tucker Carlson took him to dinner and made him feel special. Which Elon Musk replied, stop hitting on me, I'm really shy. AOC has this sent out a tweet several months ago saying that the people who are being mean to her on Twitter, just wanted to date her. So now he's accusing her of of being mean to him. She must be wanting to date him. So then she initially responds, I was talking about Zuckerberg, but okay. First off, she was not talking about Zuckerberg because she would blow Zuckerberg every night of the week if he would just keep her Facebook page promoted. Second, she deletes that in about five minutes and replies, like I said, ego problems. To which William Shatner now piles on. He replies, by the way, since it seems to be the latest thing on Twitter, I'm saying that I'm staying on Twitter. Besides, I think Elon Musk is absorbs. 
Also, full disclosure, I'm trying to pitch Elon to hire me as the face of Twitter. Hashtag dump the bird. So... <laughs> <laughs> To which Elon Musk replied, you'll always be my captain. So. <laughs> Anywho, so that happened. Oh, 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 oh. Something we need to talk about is season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000. How we let it slip this late is beyond me. <laughs> I had, now understand, Mystery Science Theater 3000 it has done 12 seasons so far. You had... The first ten seasons with either, uh, you had the first ten seasons, and then you had Jonah on seasons 11 and 12. Those went to Netflix. Those were part of the Kickstarter crowd. This is season 13, and now you've got more crew getting involved. You have, you still have Jonah, and you have his, he's still with uh, Crow and Servo, although the voices behind Crow and Servo have changed. And now you've got another one. It's, I think her name's Emily. She's the one who's been doing the live appearances where they riff, riff a movie live on, on stage as part of a tour. And she's there with her versions of Crow and uh, Servo. And she's not bad. Servo's pretty good at it, actually, her Servo's voice. But whoever is doing Crow, she... It's a she doing crow with this second crew. She sounds, she sounds not like Scrappy Doo, but like one of these little kid characters on some '80s cartoon or something. <laughs> just, just takes you completely out of it. I don't care for that one so much. Nothing personal against the girl, but, eh. but anyway. So they have already produced three episodes, and they're polishing them up for. Official release to the public this coming weekend. The very first episode of Season 13 of Mystery Science Theater will release Friday, uh, May 6, 2022. And it will be Santo and the Treasure of Dracula. Yes, it's one of those uh, luchador movies, hmm. which is always fun. Coming up May 7th on Saturday, it's Robot Wars. That has to be seen to be believed because, believe it or not, it's all about weaponized commuting. <laughs> and Jonah and his crew do, do those two. The third one coming out May 8th, which is Sunday, next Sunday, will be Beyond Atlantis, which is, none of it occurs underwater. I think there might be two scenes that occur underwater, and you can tell they're struggling to hold their breath. But, <laughs> talk about bug eyes. But that's all I'll say. Those are the two words for Beyond Atlantis, bug eyes. You'll see what I mean when, when you get to actually see the, the movie. But that'll be Emily's first official riff and along with her crew. So that starts up this weekend, starting Friday, May 6th. So you get a new movie every day for the first three days, and then they'll be releasing... A new movie at the new episode at the end of each month for the rest of the year, and they'll have a special event too. I don't have the exact details, but you can go to gizmoplex.com and sign up for an account so you can start streaming. By the way, if you stream, if you go for the subscription stream, I actually back the Kickstarter, so I'm in on the ground floor kind of on this. But if you kick in for the uh, 
for one of the subscriptions, then you actually get access to the entire Mystery Science Theater library on demand through the Gizmoplex. So you can watch any any of the, I believe it's 119 movies so far. Should be out there. The ones they don't have the license rights to, like the Godzilla movies and stuff, are not going to be there. But Manos is very, 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 very there. <laughs> so, and a bunch of other stuff that you you really should check out. Plus, they'll be doing a lot of new shorts and stuff to go with it. So, Although they're now releasing the shorts separately since they don't have to meet a, a network schedule to fill two hours. Hmm. So, which is why they did the, the shorts to begin with, to fill in for the shorter movies. So anyway, that's coming. And finally, Discovery Plus. Is, Discovery Plus and Tyra Banks are going to do a new series called Generation Drag. Cancel your Discovery Plus subscription now and tell Tyra Banks which circle of hell she'll burn in. And that's pretty much it. That is my con. That is my first cancel culture in what four or five years, four years. I think it. I think Netflix suffered my wrath last time. I think that was cuties, but I was actually thinking about uh, starting my subscription back up with them when they released cuties. So there you go. And speaking of which, Netflix lost two hundred thousand subscribers, and they're looking to lose another two million in quarter two so yeah that'll be fun so if you want if you want to get a if you want to get a major uh tech stock cheap this is the time to do it or maybe after the end of the second quarter maybe after june coming up in july you'll be able to get a good fire sale on netflix go ahead say use your words say what you're thinking no i, I... So talking bad about Netflix, I, that was my next discussion. You're welcome. <laughs> Segwaying right in there. All right, what, what is it about Netflix? Do you have any more news? Or? Well, I mean, the uh, Nintendo is being accused of hindering unionization efforts. And... Uh, what does that mean? So, in other words, Nintendo of America, the, the people who work at Nintendo of America are trying to unionize. And the uh, Nintendo's accused of firing employees who had supported the labor, the labor union. So uh, they're being they're being screamed at for that. So, huh. <laughs> so of course Nintendo's de denying the claim, and uh, they said that they intend to cooperate with the National Labor Relations Board in their investigation. And then after that, Kotaku decided to. Unleash report says with four sources saying they witnessed the the firing of an employee over labor union membership. So we'll see what happens there. Hmm. So there's there's your Nintendo news. All right. So Chris. Yes. You want to talk about Netflix some more? What was going on? All right. So listen. First of all. I've I've been with Netflix for a very long time. I still, I'm still on their side, even though they're going through a lot and they do make stupid decisions. Okay. But this has nothing to do with Netflix personally. Okay, this is something that I came across and it really made me 
want to watch, want to, to check this out, okay? So, in case you guys have not heard, but Avatar The Last Airbender, the creators of it uh, went over to Netflix. Netflix told them we would give them a whole, you know, the whole shebang, whatever it is, you know. And then that didn't go exactly as planned. So the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender decided to leave. Now the idea was to do a live action Avatar TV series from Netflix. Mm -hmm. So that didn't go as planned, but Netflix is still planning on doing their own version of Avatar The Last Airbender. Alright? Mm -hmm. I lost all hope. I did. This was another stupid decision that Netflix, somebody at Netflix made, and it really did, you know, make me angry. Now, I came across this video, and you can find this on YouTube. It is called uh, Netflix's, the cast of Netflix's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is built different. Okay? Mm-hmm. I watched this video, and basically the whole video talked about who these actors who are going to be playing these iconic characters, who they are, where they're from, what you may have seen them from, and all that. I watched this video, and it got me really, really, really excited. Yeah. And I will explain to you why. Most of... Pretty much all characters, except for like, I would say probably like three, are not famous. They're new to the industry. Mm -hmm. Some of them know martial arts. Some of them uh, look just like the character in the, in the show. But what got me more excited... Was that there's like four actors mm -hmm. who are Native American. Mm -hmm. Not well known. Native American actors. Mm -hmm. Now if you're familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender. It's like, I think it's the Air Tribe is mm -hmm. Native American. Mm -hmm. uh, one tribe is Chinese. One tribe is something else and you know so on and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's, the cast is exactly that. And I'm like, wow, this blew me out of the water. It's like somebody is actually sticking to the original source material mm -hmm. and is doing it right. I was also really happy to see Native American actors getting work and doing like, you know, I mean, this is a, Freaking amazing to me. This has been a common problem in Hollywood for a while. They don't they don't respect the source material. Yeah. Because that would require them to actually, you know, pay attention to the source material. They'd much rather have an executive summary and then start building their BS. This is what haunted DC and Marvel, honestly, for decades leading up to the revolution in the 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 revolution that Batman 89 started and that Marvel 
really formalized in the late 90s is that you actually got people who knew the underlying source material involved in the Hollywood efforts, both on television, usually more in the movies than on television. Because going back before Batman 89, the first Superman movie had him flying backwards around the Earth to reverse its rotation <laughs> in order to turn back time. That's the true. second one had him have some kind of power shooting off a, a see-through Superman shield to enwrap people like Saran Wrap or something and dump them in the Fortress of Solitude's Deep Freeze or something. Don't respect the source material. That doesn't mean the movies were necessarily bad because of it, but it was one of those roll your eyes and rub your temple moments. Yeah. Still. So as you were saying. It, it really got me excited because it's like somebody's actually paying attention to, oh yeah, we need Native Americans to play Native Americans. And, you know, just the, the, just, just the idea of somebody actually has a passion to take that type of detail and do it and the fact that you know we got some unknown native american starters to actually be in something mm -hmm. and the whole cast just wows me completely when mm -hmm. i was watching a video yep. that i want this to work yeah i want this to work because the cast is perfect daniel day kim from lost and mm -hmm. hawaii 50 plays the fire nations uh yeah he'd be a perfect yeah, exactly. Perfect, like, yes, I mean, there, it's yeah. like, holy cow. So, yeah, this really, like, the passion that I saw of these actors getting it prepared for all of this and just the whole concept of it, it's like, I know the original creators are no longer there because of creative differences. I know the writing might be crap. But I want to show show support on all of these actors because they deserve it. And from what I saw, they look like they can really pull it off. So, yes. And, and Netflix, even though Netflix... Here's the thing. Netflix has a lot of great stuff. The only reason why I've always supported them is because they have TV shows and movies... From around the world that we cannot find on other streaming services. That's why I'm like, you know, we'll always support them. But it's like there are a lot of great stuff on Netflix, but everybody pays attention to the bad stuff. Like Dragon Prince, amazing show. Lost in Space. Better than the original show and better than the movie that came out in the 90s. And the special effects on that show is like, what on earth? Not, let's not forget about Stranger Things, you know? Like, yeah, isn't season four coming up Yes, that? That, that shocked the heck out of me. They're doing a season four at Netflix. Yeah, that's something else that, that's one Usually thing. it's one and done or two and through. They or, make it to three and then that's it. Three, uh, leave like it why. be. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, just if you guys want to try and, like, build a passion that I felt, just watch the, go to YouTube, just look up Netflix's uh, Avatar cast, Built Different, and 
That's literally a lot of saves See, on the things. This, this is something I've been preaching all along about these so-called diversity people. The, the, more, the more they get involved, diverse it gets. That's what diversity has been so far in Hollywood. What have I been saying in regards to diversity? About race lifting, sex lifting, hate to say it, straight lifting, all the other stuff that's been going on. If you really want a property to focus on a diverse character, create your own friggin' character. Leave the legacy characters alone. We don't need to see a female Iron Man. Okay? If we want to see a female Iron Man, you know what we do? We get we buy ourselves a Nintendo and we play play as uh what was her name? I can't remember what her name is. Samus. From the uh, from the video games. Oh. There's Peach. your female Iron Man. Yeah. Not yeah. Peach, but well, no, Samus but from Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So Smash Brothers, right? Is it Smash Brothers? <laughs> she was in Smash Brothers, but she had her own own game scared scared the heck out of everybody way back in the Nintendo Entertainment Series days when she uh she revealed herself to be female at the end of this huge shoot 'em up game. But anyway, Somebody out there screaming right now at their speaker, what are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> but what I've been saying is instead of forcing your diversity onto legacy characters, because then you don't have to make any effort, yeah. okay? You're just signaling your virtue. The property's going to suffer. The, uh, the, the project most likely is going to suck, Okay. But if you develop your own character or even your own spin, just as Spider-Man did, Miles Morales is not did not replace Peter Parker necessarily. He came along as an alternative Spider-Man, a different Spider-Man. There are different Spider-Men. Okay, yeah. that's the whole point of the Into the Spider-Verse movie. You have all these different takes on Spider-Man, and all of them are valid in their own ways, and that's what Miles Morales did. With Avatar, you created the, these characters from whole cloth. You could have made them all white, and it still would have worked, but you wanted to make, like you said, the airbenders should be Indian. The was it, Fire Clan would have been Chinese, and, and each one, because you wanted to make an extra point of the, about tribalism. Yeah. And the relationship involved, because don't forget, according to at least one theory, a good chunk of the Indians in this country migrated from Asia over a land bridge in Alaska, coming from Siberia through Alaska down the Canadian down through the Canadian wilderness and into America, where it was more temperate. That's the idea. So Avatar becomes this not in your face take on tribalism but a way to show what happens when that tribalism overrides other things basic humanity basically mm. so and it's also kind of a, a kind of a cautionary note about nationalism too uh, especially when it comes to jingoism and stuff like that so there there were political undertones in avatar but they were never blatant that's the big mistake a lot of these woke people make. They just have to rub your face and how awesome 
their uh, personal political opinions are and how stupid you are for disagreeing with them. Which is, brings us back to Elon Musk and Twitter. That's been the problem with Twitter for years. It was ground zero for the woke movement. And because you only had so many characters, you could do these incoherent, incomplete thoughts and look, post them as a tweet and be, they would get follows and stuff. But what Elon Musk is pointing out is that people who had coherent points and could actually use the services it was intended to make an intelligent debate in a necessarily abbreviated form, those people had, those intelligent people had all been run off by the screamers and the squeakers, by all the, the twits. So, so I'm, hey, great for Netflix that they're, their production crew is going to try to feature that, at least pay enough attention to the source material at Avatar to work the details in. Still not going to get me to subscribe to Netflix, though, so, because Netflix eats a bag. So, anyway, we are 50 minutes in, Chris, and I think we are out of news. Got anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. No. Let's do one last quick word about what's coming up this coming week. I'm going to try to get this out today. We'll see what happens. Coming up this week, we've got on, what is it, on May 6th, we have the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 coming to gizmoplex.com. As far as I'm aware, that's the only way you can access it. But they do have apps on Roku. They have apps on pretty much every streaming service or every streaming platform. And you should be able to find them pretty easily. If all else fails, you can fire up your... your uh, tablet or desktop or phone or whatever and go to gizmoplex.com and stream it that way it'll be out there don't know how much a subscription would cost but it's out there and also may 6th dr strange in the multiverse of madness which is something i've actually kind of been looking forward to so we'll see how that turns out hopefully between sam raimi and benedict cumberbatch we can get a decent movie out of this america chavez or no america chavez so yeah, the next time you hear us, we'll more likely be doing a review on yeah, Doctor we'll, Strange. We'll so. do a review on Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, next weekend once we get a chance to see it, because we don't get to see any advanced screenings. No, no, no. Of course, by then, everybody else will have done their reviews, so all I have to do is just sit down and watch those reviews and, and pastiche my own. Just like the two of us always do, because we don't have a creative bone in our entire bodies. <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> So, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up up. Wrap it up. So, if you have nothing else, Chris. Ain't got nothing. Ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing, honey. So, till next time, Spike. Chris. And that was the show. We'll see you next time when we all start geeking out. Bye, y'all.
campers welcome to yet another fantabulous episode of geeking out i'm spike chris and here we go again after all after an extensive tour of mongolia and bat caves then here we are we're back back in the saddle <clears throat> we actually recorded a couple of weeks ago but i couldn't get the episode out because they sucked <laughs> Seriously, the the audio, we we started doing audio files just so it'd be easier for me to edit and stuff, yeah. and still got a corrupted file. So, oh, yeah, no. it it was there, but it didn't sound right. So anyway, so let's try this again. So Chris, seen anything new lately? Have I seen yes. anything? Have new? you seen anything new? Have you seen anything worth seeing? I know. We are recording this on May 1st, 2022, as we do every, supposedly every Sunday. Hopefully we can actually get back to that at some point. But that means that coming up this next weekend is a new Sam Raimi movie. Yay! I've got Sam Raimi and I've got Benedict Cumberbatch, so you bet I've got butter popcorn and... Oh, you gonna butter your popcorn pop. this time? I'm buttering the popcorn. I, Artificial buttery type liquid on the oh, popcorn yeah. this time. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it's <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or whatever it's called. Already banned in Saudi Arabia, so you know it's got to be good. <laughs> so, anywho. That, that, we'll, we'll have a, probably a lot to talk about next weekend on that movie. Yeah, no doubt. Now, uh, we actually did do, well, we did the reviews for Sonic 2. Did we ever get that out? Yes, we got that out. And week two of, uh, oh, what was it, Moon Knight. Yes, have you seen the last episode? I have episode? not seen any episodes since we did the review. Has it gotten better or worse? This, the last episode, episode five, was very emotional uh, got a lot of details of who they are. Got to find out, oh, hey, this happened. And I'm not going to say who, but either Steve or Mark is actually just not real. Yeah. And I will say this. That actor deserves an Academy Award. The, like, he has, like, he literally cried in the episode, and you can tell that those were, like, real emotional tears. So and he's then, a, so he's a wussy. Oh, hush. He, 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 he really, like, like, he dug in there for something, and when he let it go, he switched to a different character, and it's, like, just like that, just so well done. Like, it, he, I don't know any other actor that can actually do that. that like, that. <laughs> it was like, 
And like, wow, the range of acting on him. Yeah. He's going places. So, so is that show still worth watching? I'm loving it. That's good. I still think it's it's different. So this is like McMarvel. You're loving it. Mc. Okay. <laughs> McMarvel. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I I kind of. It's not that I grew out. Of, it's not really that I gave up on it after episode two. It's just. I wasn't excited enough to go back and watch episode three. So, so it, I'm glad to hear it's doing all right. Hopefully it finishes strong and doesn't doesn't pull a Boba Fett on us. Oh. No more Boba. Oh, no. No more Boba. Boba boo-boos. No more Boba. No more Boba boo-boos. So anyway. <laughs> all right. So, Chris, we got stuff yes. to talk about this week. What's happening in the wonderful world of pop psychosis? Well, sadly, uh, we lost a Kentucky native. Naomi Judd passed yes, away. Yes, Naomi Judd passed away at 76. I don't know the details on this. I'm hearing rumors that uh, it was suicide. I don't know anything about this. I know she, I've heard also that she was, she's been suffering for a while. Uh, she, was, she had a storied life. She has talented daughters, and she's. I wish her well wherever she goes from here. So, yeah. indeed, so. indeed, indeed. Oh, let, let let's pray for her and that she goes in the right direction. So that takes care of Naomi Judd. We also lost uh, Neil Adams this past week at the age of eighty. Mm-hmm. He was the Batman artist back in the seventies, and in fact. To be honest, if you look around and you see Batman stuff, just like at uh, at a dollar store or in some kind of t-shirt shop, odds are the Batman you're seeing was drawn by Neil Adams. They yeah. they cribbed his one of his drawings from one of his books that he's done over the years, and he really he really reestablished Batman after the uh, after the Batman of 1966, all the campy stuff. And it was right around that time that it was Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill took over the character and helped turn that whole franchise around, which inspired, uh, can't think of his name now, uh, the one who did 89. How quickly we forget. <laughs> Either way, it was, we'll, we'll think about it about five minutes after our brains have had a chance to thaw. But anyway, he was the one who influenced the modern take of Batman in 89 and honestly influenced Frank Miller when he did The Dark Knight Returns in 86. So there are a whole lot of roots there. He's the one who taught people to treat Batman seriously, him and O'Neill. So. Good job. <clears throat> so we'll be praying for you there. We'll be praying for you there, Neil, and we hope that uh, you're heading in the right direction too. So, all right, Chris, what else you got? Well, we know that Sam Raimi, uh, you know, is a good, very talented director. <laughs> yes, he is, yes. Now, remember, I've got my, uh, I, we do this in the in the office here and at the Who, What, Where office or studio or whatever the heck it is this week. 
And I've got the computer fired up, so I've got a bunch of stories in the background I'm keeping track of. And Chris wanted to start talking about Sam Raimi, and sure enough, there's my there yeah. it is on the desktop. Go ahead, Chris. What you got? Well, uh, we already know after the huge hit of successful Spider-Man movie. Uh, into the multi what what was it called? What was it? No way home. Multiverse. No way home. Yeah, no way yeah. home. Anyway, there was talks about how people wanted Toby to come back as Spider Man. They wanted Andrew Garfield to come back as Spider Man, and both actors said that they would actually come back as Spider Man. Now, Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider Man movie with Toby McGuire has came out and said that he would love to do another Spider-Man film. So that might actually happen because they both are interested in, you know. That, that would be interesting because, well, uh, apparently Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are stepping away from Hollywood for a while. There's a lot of stepping away from Hollywood nowadays. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who have just... It's getting to the point it's almost impossible to operate now. Yeah. Especially if you're a white guy. You are not welcome in Hollywood right now. I'll say this. A straight white guy. Then you're, you're not really welcome in Hollywood right now. Especially if you might have a cross on your neck or something. But, uh, but Sam Raimi's open doing Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and maybe Kirsten Dunst. And I'm good with that. There's been talk about maybe we'll get to see uh, Spider-Man 4 might actually be uh, the first Spider-Girl movie. But this one, if you actually go back, I think it was the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, they had a Spider-Girl book and it was about, it was set like 20 years in the future, but it's got uh, Peter and Mary Jane have been married. Peter's been retired as Spider-Man for a while. And they have a daughter that they nicknamed Mayday because they named her. Of course, they're going to name a daughter May after after his Aunt May. Aunt May's passed away. But they have a, a daughter named May, and she's called Mayday because she keeps getting into trouble because she's got the old Parker luck. And as it turns out, she's inherited quite a few of the spider powers, too. So it's up to Peter to try to teach her how to protect herself because being a teenage girl, she is determined. She knows everything and keeps getting herself in trouble that her mom and dad have to try to bail her out of. So that And doing that with a Sam Raimi take would be interesting because he's going to take... Sam Raimi loves the hyperkinetics type of filmmaking. As you can, If you remember Army of Darkness, that was done on like five Red Bulls worth of speed at the same time. So I think it, I think that would actually be a good fit, just because let's be honest, Toby McGuire is what in his forties now. So yeah, he would be about the right age. Him and Dunst would be about the right age to do so. And God knows, Kirsten Dunst is not doing anything else right now. I mean, that's I mean, it's an interesting take. But what I heard was, well, this was another way to go. Was they would introduce Miles Morales. And Tobey Maguire would have to train him on becoming a new Spider-Man. So it'd be like a... Mm, okay, yeah, I can see that, but I wouldn't support it because we've already told that story. That is true. That, 
The in fact the poster for that movie is right over your shoulder, yeah. sitting there on the wall into the Spider Verse. I'm hip, I get it, but mm-hmm. Miles has had his story told. Mayday has not. Yeah. It's going oh, a yeah. different direction here. And the direction's right there, just waiting for you know, just waiting of, for you. Speaking so. of already been done before. Uh, uh, half of it is kind of making me wonder about the new Doctor Strange movie because there's a lot of things in it that I've already seen in What If. So it's like... Eh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for, for Doctor Who. I would actually like to see... Here's a reported list of who's going to be replacing Jodie Whittaker. It can't Whittaker. It can't be fast enough. But uh, yeah, I've already heard Hugh Grant and uh, David Tennant coming back. And I'll be watching if David Tennant comes back. <laughs> they said it according to the rumor he wouldn't be playing the the his old Doctor Who. He'd be a different Doctor Who. He would look the same, but he'd be completely different in character. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's David Tennant. Yeah. And then there's Ollie Alexander, which is the extremely metrosexual Brit that they were, that the BBC was threatening to replace Jodie Whittaker with because they kind of liked their Doctor Woke, even though nobody else on the planet wanted to see it. But anywho, I'm looking at some of the other names, and I don't care about Ooh, any of these people. That one is good. Not that one. You know, Michael Sheen. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, if you say so. I don't Machine know from anything. But. So anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for the new Doctor Who. That, I mean, this is being produced by Sony, not by the, by the woke at BBC. BBC's just going to be there to market it and stuff. This is going to be a Sony production. So we'll see what happens, because I think we all remember what happened when Fox got a hold of the property. Yeah. Anyway. What else you got, Chris? What else you got, Chris? Um, well, CW has canceled two shows that... <laughs> oh, wait. It's not a surprise. Nobody's surprised by this. CW is finally canceling Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. Thank you. I'm looking at Batwoman's ratings from the past year. She... Batwoman cracked half a million viewers. Now, this is for a national broadcast network. She cracked half a million viewers exactly three times out of 13 tries. That is putrid. And... Uh, and from what I'm seeing, the low was 372,000 for the fifth episode. In your 18 to 49 demo, the most wokish of the woke, supposedly, she's drawing like set a 0.07 share. So she's getting like seven hundredths of a percent. So it's or like 7% of the audience. You know, That's what she's I, drawing. I just want to say, I don't care if she's a woman of color. I do not care if it is woke. The writing drug the literally took a good story of Batwoman and drug it through the mud and stepped on it, kicked it, and says, it's still good. It still works. Shame on you. Shame on you. 
Uh, they're, t they're threatening to reboot the Arrowverse. No, 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 no. They're talking about doing Final Crisis. Guys, this sounds exactly what, like, the CW would, would do. Cuck woke, okay? That's what the CW stands for now, cuck woke. Final Crisis. For those of you who managed to obliterate it from your memories, you few comic fans who are left who remember Final Crisis, it was a well-polished, well-marketed turd. <laughs> it was incomprehensible, made zero frickin' sense, and killed Batman off in the process. Well, they did Spoiler that the alert. Yeah, they do that in every crisis. It's a F on. The only thing, the last crossover that they did, the only good thing that came out of it was that whole scene with uh, Smallville uh, Superman where yeah. he retired and Lex Luthor showed up with a rock and he just takes the rock from Lex Luthor, throws it, and he's like, you're going to die, this whole world's going to die. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, anyway. Well, that uh, was the best part. That's, uh, everybody's going insane about, uh, what's the name, David Zoslov? He's the CEO, he's the CEO of Discovery who grain farted this entire merger with Warner Brothers. So he's in charge of the combined company. He's the one who's kicking rooster teeth in the teeth. He's the one who's about to drop kick. He's the one who's going to take DC properties away from Warner Brothers. He's going to divorce DC from Warner. Uh-oh. So now what's Warner going to pay their bills with? And then he's going to... Uh, according to this, he wants to integrate the TV universe and the movie universe, which is idiotic. Because it's a multiverse. Just let them go at it. But what do I know? Let's just go ahead and sink the entire boat. Yeah, might as well. Let's not just sink the boat. Let's put a hole in the big old tub <laughs> that the boat is floating in. Let's do that, David. Yes. Although, honestly, David Zoslov has been punting wokesters left and white. Left and white. Left and white. <laughs> considering, most these woke, here for... considering most of these woke people are extremely <laughs> pasty white. I'm not arguing beyond that. So anyway, so there's that takes care of that. Uh, what else you got, Chris? Uh, before I move on to the rest of this, I want to say that there is a discussion that I really want to talk about later. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to me for some reason because, mm -hmm. well, I'll explain it all to you later. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. I really want to get into the conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. Mr. Gary Oldman uh, has is talking about retiring. Another actor retiring. I, again, retiritis is striking Hollywood hard right now. But Gary Oldman is one of those actors that has played everything and has... He's got he's, nothing he's, left to prove, honestly. He, he is a chameleon in his... Like, he has played things to where it's like, wait, that's Gary Oldman? You know, so yeah, he's uh he is re talking about retirement, and there's a lot of people going like, no, Gary, no. So yeah, well, enjoy retirement, Gary. It's nice having you. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the time we had together, but yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, director John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man. Yes. Films uh, has left 
the director's chair of Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. No reasons why, apparently. Just, uh... Fantastic Four snake bit. It's the first thing. You know who needs to do Fantastic Four. Mm. Now, we were just talking about Sam Raimi doing Spider-Man 4. No, 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 no. I would love to see it. Yeah, I would like to see Sam Raimi do that. I would like to see Sam Raimi do a Fantastic Four. Hmm. And you know who the thing would be? Oh. Hey, uh, who's it gonna oh, be, Chris? Oh, no. No, no. think about it. <laughs> Bruce Campbell as the thing. <laughs> Who else has that self-deprecating sense of humor <laughs> that Ben Grimm has? He would be great for it. It'd be either him or Dennis Fleury. We really do need to sit down and just cast these films for them and do their hard work for them. Dennis Leary hasn't done anything for a while. I know. He, <laughs> so he, he hasn't had to because he but made a fortune he, off of Rescue Me. But so remember, this is nothing. But. This is uh, Disney-related, so it's like... Yeah, they'll never do the right thing. <laughs> they'll never get a deal. Anywho. But yeah. So that happened. That happened. Uh, so, another director... Josh Rubin told Fangora, and remember how Fangora was start, was talking about doing their own movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Still well, idea, yeah. keep that in mind. I'm not saying that this has anything to be related to, but you never know. Josh Rubin told Fangora, Fangora that he really wants to direct a Dark Man movie with Liam Neeson. In case you guys never heard of Dark Man and Liam Neeson being Dark Man, there you go. I didn't mind Dark Man, but I don't know how excited I would be about that. Although Liam Neeson would probably fit. Hmm. Well, Liam Neeson was the original Dark Man, wasn't he? Oh, the original. Yeah. Oh, don't make me look this up. Yeah, well, he he played Dark Man and like one, I thought that was somebody two, else. No, you're right. It was Liam Neeson. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Still not, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Yeah, I guess I fixated on Larry Drake for some reason. But. Mm. Anywho. I still wouldn't mind for them to bring back the shadow. That's been another snake bit property. If you were to do that, you would... If you uh, bring back the shadow, do it on Spotify. Spotify. Do a modern audio podcast Hmm. of the shadow. Only this time you can you you don't have any radio broadcast radio censorship to deal with, which means they can go way out of bounds, which they would because they're untalented hacks. But still, you could get into some juicy storylines there and really start clouding men's minds. But that's me. Oh, interesting. If I were were to do that, I would do it as a radio serial. Or serial, for that matter. S-E-R-I-A-L. They did a good job of it. Anywho. That would be cool. Uh, So what do you got? Uh, Let's see. Any other newsy things? Because we do have a few things we need to start discussing here. 
we have some we actually have some major stories to talk about. But what other minor stories we got? <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> You're welcome. Go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> petition removing uh, Aquaman two star Amber Heard. You know how many signatures that they collected so far? All of them? Three mil. <laughs> Three mil. That's a whole lot of fish sticks. That is know? a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. lot of fish sticks. I just had to throw that in there, but yeah. Any other minor stories to deal with? Just the one I really want to talk okay, about. Okay, let's... I'll, hold on, I got a couple of minor stories here because there was a little minor story about somebody buying Twitter. While we were in, in break, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, the first African American to own a major. <laughs> Seriously, he's from South Africa. That makes him an African American. Charlie Sterns from South Africa. Yeah, she's African American too. Anyway, so that's that's what Twitter's been <laughs> picking and grinning about since uh, since the announcement was made. Hey, an African American owning a social media company. Yay! Oh, so, anyway, that that has been a. I'm serious. Elon Musk has some serious trolling potential. Oh, wow. I actually threw that out on Twitter this past, not that long ago. It was a, it was a, actually an ElfQuest reference, which absolutely nobody got from like 30 years ago about Pick Nose the troll. No, he is he is like a mat. He is a master troll. He's up there on like Donald Trump level of troll. He knows how to just. Pick and pick and pick at the people who just can't take it. The left, of course, went insane, and there. And of course, the the first thing I saw about two days after the announcement was uh, an ad somebody had taken out about uh, Tesla auto driving vehicles being unsafe. Uh-huh. And now Congress is dem- now Congress is demanding he appear and answer some nonsense about something having to do with something just to so they can come in and try to try to pick at him which he honestly should take him up on because he's smarter than all of these people put together so he could probably leave them all looking like fools for this would be like the return of Johnny Carson well now remember no it'd be more like the return of David Letterman because Letterman was a lot snarkier than than Carson was but anyway what were you going to say I was going to say, remember, uh, he's not all that smart. Remember, no. uh, you know, uh, Amber Heard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Don't mm. stick you in crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't stick your dip in crazy. But anyway. But he, the, there is one thing. They made sure he didn't go up and testify about Amber Heard in that trial that she's having with Johnny Depp. I think they wanted to call him up and then realized at the last minute, even her lawyers figured out that was a horrible, rotten idea to, to have. <laughs> so anyway, now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the bartender emeritus of the, the House of Representatives, she is upset about Elon Musk, and she says, tired of having to collectively stress about what explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform and skews it because Tucker Carlson took him to dinner and made him feel special. Which Elon Musk replied, stop hitting on me, I'm really shy. AOC has this, sent out a tweet several months ago saying that the people who are being mean to her on Twitter just wanted to date her. So now he's accusing her of 
<laughs> of being mean to him, she must be wanting to date him. So then she initially responds, I was talking about Zuckerberg, but okay, first off, she was not talking about Zuckerberg because she would blow Zuckerberg every night of the week if he would just keep her Facebook page promoted. Second, she deletes that in about five minutes and replies, like I said, ego problems. And to which William Shatner now piles on. <laughs> he replies, by the way, since it seems to be the latest thing on Twitter, I'm saying that I'm staying on Twitter. Besides, I think Elon Musk is absorbs. Also, full disclosure, I'm trying to pitch Elon to hire me as the face of Twitter. Hashtag dump the bird. So... <laughs> 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 to which Elon Musk replied, you'll always be my captain. So. <laughs> Anywho, so that happened. Oh, 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 oh. Something we need to talk about is season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000. How we let it slip this late is beyond me. <laughs> I had, now understand, Mystery Science Theater 3000 it has done 12 seasons so far. You had the first ten seasons with either uh, you had the first ten seasons, and then you had Jonah on seasons eleven and twelve. Those went to Netflix. Those were part of the Kickstarter crowd. This is season thirteen, and now you've got more crew getting involved. You have you still have Jonah, and you have his. He's still with uh, Crow and Servo, although the voices behind Crow and Servo have changed. And now you've got another one. It's, I think her name's Emily. She's the one who's been doing the live appearances where they riff, riff a movie live on, on stage as part of a tour. And she's there with her versions of Crow and uh, Servo. And she's not bad. Servo's pretty good at it, actually, her Servo's voice. But whoever is doing Crow, she... It's a she doing crow with this second crew. She sounds, she sounds not like Scrappy Doo, but like one of these little kid characters on some '80s cartoon or something. <laughs> just, just takes you completely out of it. I don't care for that one so much. Nothing personal against the girl, but, eh. but anyway. So they have already produced three episodes, and they're polishing them up for official release to the public this coming weekend. The very first episode of season 13 of Mystery Science Theater will release Friday, uh, May 6, 2022, and it will be Santo and the Treasure of Dracula. Yes, it's one of those uh, luchador movies, hmm. which is always fun. Coming up May 7th on Saturday, it's Robot Wars. That has to be seen to be believed because, believe it or not, it's all about weaponized commuting. <laughs> and Jonah and his crew do, do those two. The third one coming out May 8th, which is Sunday, next Sunday, will be Beyond Atlantis, which is, none of it occurs underwater. I think there might be two scenes that occur underwater, and you can tell they're struggling to hold their breath. But, <laughs> talk about bug eyes. But that's all I'll say. Those are the two words for Beyond Atlantis, bug eyes. You'll see what I mean when, when you get to actually see the, the movie. But that'll be Emily's first official riff and along with her crew. 
So that starts up this weekend, starting Friday, May 6th. So you get a new movie every day for the first three days, and then they'll be releasing a new movie, at the new episode at the end of each month for the rest of the year, and they'll have a special event too. I don't have the exact details, but you can go to gizmoplex.com and sign up for an account so you can start streaming. By the way, if you stream, if you go for the subscription stream, I actually back the Kickstarter, so I'm in on the ground floor, kind of, on this. But if you kick in for the uh, for one of the subscriptions, then you actually get access to the entire Mystery Science Theater library on demand through the Gizmoplex. So you can watch any any of the, I believe it's 119 movies so far. Should be out there. The ones they don't have the license rights to, like the Godzilla movies and stuff, are not going to be there. But Manos is very, 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 very there. <laughs> so, and a bunch of other stuff that you you really should check out. Plus, they'll be doing a lot of new shorts and stuff to go with it. So, Although they're now releasing the shorts separately since they don't have to meet a, a network schedule to fill two hours. Hmm. So, which is why they did the, the shorts to begin with, to fill in for the shorter movies. So anyway, that's coming. And finally, Discovery Plus is Discovery Plus and Tyra Banks are going to do a new series called Generation Drag. Cancel your Discovery Plus subscription now and tell Tyra Banks which circle of hell she'll burn in. And that's pretty much it. That is my con that is my first cancel culture in what, four or five years? Four years. I think it was, I think Netflix suffered my wrath last time. I think that was cuties, but I was actually thinking about uh, starting my subscription back up with them when they released cuties. So there you go. And speaking of which, Netflix lost two hundred thousand subscribers, and they're looking to lose another two million in quarter two. So yeah, that'll be fun. So if you want, if you want to get a if you want to get a major uh, tech stock cheap, this is the time to do it. Or maybe after the end of the second quarter. Maybe after June. Coming up in July. You'll be able to get a good fire sale on Netflix. Go ahead. Say, Use your words. Say what you're thinking. No, I, I, so talking bad about Netflix, I, that was my next discussion. You're welcome. <laughs> Segwaying right in there. All right, what is it about Netflix? Do you have any more news? Or? Well, I mean, the uh, Nintendo is being accused of hindering unionization efforts. And, uh, what does that mean? So, in other words, Nintendo of America, the, the people who work at Nintendo of America are trying to unionize. And the uh, Nintendo's accused of firing employees who had supported the labor, the labor union. So they're being they're being screamed at for that. So, huh. <laughs> so of course Nintendo's de denying the claim, and uh, they said that they intend to cooperate with the National Labor Relations Board in their investigation. And then after that, Kotaku decided to unleash a report says with four sources saying they witnessed the the firing of an employee over labor union membership. So we'll see what happens there. Hmm. So there's there's your Nintendo news. 
Alright. So, Chris. Yes. You want to talk about Netflix some more. What was going on? Alright. So, listen. First of all, I've, I've been with Netflix for a very long time. I still... I'm still on their side, even though they're going through a lot and they do make stupid decisions. Okay? But... This has nothing to do with Netflix personally, okay? This is something that I came across and it really made me want to watch, want to, to check this out, okay? So, in case you guys have not heard, but Avatar The Last Airbender, the creators of it, uh went over to Netflix. Netflix told them we would give them a whole, you know, the whole shebang, whatever it is, you know. And then that didn't go exactly as planned. So the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender decided to leave. Now the idea was to do a live action Avatar TV series from Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, that didn't go as planned, but Netflix is still planning on doing their own version of Avatar The Last Airbender. Alright? Mm-hmm. I lost all hope. I did. This was another stupid decision that Netflix, somebody that Netflix made, and it really did, you know, make me angry. Now, I came across this video... And you can find this on YouTube. It is called uh, Netflix's, the cast of Netflix's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is built different. Okay? Mm -hmm. I watched this video. And basically the whole video talked about who these actors who are going to be playing these iconic characters, who they are, where they're from, what you may have seen them from, and all that. I watched this video and it got me really, really, really excited. Yeah. And I will explain to you why. Most of, pretty much all characters except for like, I would say probably like three are not famous. They're new to the industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of them know martial arts. Some of them uh, look just like the character in the in the show. But what got me more excited was that there's like four actors mm-hmm. who are Native American, mm-hmm. not well known Native American actors. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're familiar with Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's like, I think it's the Air Tribe is mm-hmm. Native American. Mm-hmm. Uh, one tribe is Chinese, one tribe is something else, and, you know, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's, the cast is exactly that. And I'm like, wow, this blew me out of the water. It's like somebody is actually sticking to the original source material. Mm-hmm. And is doing it right. I was also really happy to see Native American actors getting 
work and doing like you know I mean this is a freaking amazing to me this has been a common problem in Hollywood for a while they don't they don't respect the source material yeah because that would require them to actually you know pay attention to the source material they'd much rather have an executive summary and then start building their BS this is what haunted DC and Marvel honestly for decades leading up to the revolution in the mid the revolution that Batman 89 started and that Marvel really formalized in the late 90s is that you actually got people who knew the underlying source material involved in the Hollywood efforts, both on television, usually more in the movies than on television. Because going back before Batman 89, the first Superman movie had him flying backwards around the Earth to reverse its rotation <laughs> in order to turn back time. That's the true. second one had him have some kind of power shooting off a, a see-through Superman shield to enwrap people like Saran Wrap or something and dump them in the Fortress of Solitude's Deep Freeze or something. Don't respect the source material. That doesn't mean the movies were necessarily bad because of it, but it was one of those roll-your-eyes-and-rub-your-temple moments. Yeah. Still. So, as you were saying... It, it really got me excited because it's like somebody's actually paying attention to, oh, yeah, we need Native Americans to play Native Americans... And you know, just the, the just just the idea of somebody actually has a passion to take that type of detail and do it, and the fact that you know we got some unknown Native American starters to actually be in something, mm -hmm. and the whole cast just wows me completely when mm -hmm. I was watching the video. Yep. That I want this to work. Yeah. I want this to work because the cast is perfect. Daniel Day Kim from Lost and mm -hmm. Hawaii Five-0 plays the Fire Nation's... Uh, yeah, he'd be a perfect... Yeah, exactly. Perfect like, there, I mean, yeah. It's like, holy cow. So yeah, this really, like, the passion that I saw of these actors getting prepared for all of this and just the whole concept of it, it's like, I know the original creators are no longer there because of creative differences. I know the writing might be crap, but I want to show show support on all of these actors because they deserve it. And from what I saw, they look like they can really pull it off. So, yes. And, and Netflix, even though Netflix... Here's the thing. Netflix has a lot of great stuff. The only reason why I've always supported them is because they have TV shows and movies from around the world that we cannot find on other streaming services. That's why I'm like, you know, we'll always support them. But, it's like, there are a lot of great stuff on Netflix, but everybody pays attention to the bad stuff. Like, Dragon Prince, amazing show. Lost in Space, better than the original show and better than the movie that came out in the 90s. And the special effects on that show is like, what on earth? Not, let's not forget about Stranger Things. 
know. Yeah, like, isn't season four coming up? Yes. On that? That, that shocked the heck out of me. They're doing a season four at Netflix. Yeah, that's something else that, that's one Usually thing. Usually it's one and done or two and through. They or, make it to three and then that's it. Three, uh, leave like, it be. Well, yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, just if you guys want to try and, like, build a passion that I felt, just watch the, go to YouTube, just look up Netflix's uh, Avatar cast, built different, and... That's literally what it says See, on the things built different. There, this so. this is something I've been preaching all along about these so called diversity people. The the more the more they get involved, diverse it gets. That's what diversity has been so far in Hollywood. What have I been saying in regards to diversity? About race lifting, sex lifting, hate to say it, straight lifting, all the other stuff that's been going on. If you really want a property to focus on a diverse character, create your own friggin' character. Leave the legacy characters alone. We don't need to see a female Iron Man. Okay? If we want to see a female Iron Man, you know what we do? We get we buy ourselves a Nintendo and we play play as uh what was her name? I can't remember what her name is. Samus. From the oh. from the video games. Oh. There's Peach. your female Iron Man. Yeah. Not yeah. Peach, but well, no, Samus but from Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. The Smash Brothers, right? Is it Smash Brothers? <laughs> she was in Smash Brothers, but she had her own own game, scared scared the heck out of everybody way back in the Nintendo Entertainment series days when she uh she revealed herself to be female at the end of this huge shoot 'em up game. But anyway. Somebody out there screaming right now at their speaker, what are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> but what I've been saying is instead of forcing your diversity onto legacy characters, because then you don't have to make any effort, yeah. okay? You're just signaling your virtue. The property's going to suffer. The, uh, the, the project most likely is going to suck, Okay. But if you develop your own character or even your own spin, just as Spider-Man did, Miles Morales is not did not replace Peter Parker necessarily. He came along as an alternative Spider-Man, a different Spider-Man. There are different Spider-Men. Okay, yeah. that's the whole point of the Into the Spider-Verse movie. You have all these different takes on Spider-Man, and all of them are valid in their own ways, and that's what Miles Morales did. With Avatar, you created the, these characters from whole cloth. You could have made them all white, and it still would have worked, but you wanted to make, like you said, the airbenders should be Indian. The was it, Fire Clan would have been Chinese, and, and each one, because you wanted to make an extra point of the about tribalism. Yeah. And the relationship involved, because don't forget, according to at least one theory, a good chunk of the Indians in this country migrated from Asia over a land bridge in Alaska, coming from Siberia through Alaska down the Canadian, down through the Canadian wilderness and into America where it was more temperate. That's the idea. So Avatar becomes this not in your face 
take on tribalism, but a way to show what happens when that tribalism overrides other things, basic humanity, basically. Mm. So, and it's also kind of a, a kind of a cautionary note about nationalism too. Uh, especially when it comes to jingoism and stuff like that. So there there were political undertones in Avatar, but they were never blatant. That's the big mistake a lot of these woke people make. They just have to rub your face and how awesome their uh, personal political opinions are and how stupid you are for disagreeing with them, which is brings us back to Elon Musk and Twitter. That's been the problem with Twitter for years. It was ground zero for the woke movement. And because you only had so many characters, you could do these incoherent, incomplete thoughts and look, post them as a tweet and they, they would get follows and stuff. But what Elon Musk is pointing out is that people who had coherent points and could actually use the services it was intended to make an intelligent debate in a necessarily abbreviated form... Those people had, those intelligent people had all been run off by the screamers and the squeakers, by all the, the twits. So, so I'm, hey, great for Netflix that their, their production crew is going to try to feature that, at least pay enough attention to the source material at Avatar to work the details in. Still not going to get me to subscribe to Netflix, though, so, because Netflix eats a bag. So, anyway... We are 50 minutes in, Chris, and I think we are out of news. Got anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. Let's do one last quick word about what's coming up this coming week. I'm going to try to get this out today. We'll see what happens. Coming up this week, we've got on, what is it, on May 6th, we have the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 coming to gizmoplex.com. As far as I'm aware, that's the only way you can access it. But they do have apps on Roku. They have apps on pretty much every streaming service or every streaming platform. And you should be able to find them pretty easily. If all else fails, you can fire up your your uh, tablet or desktop or phone or whatever and go to gizmoplex.com and stream it that way. It'll be out there. Don't know how much a subscription would cost, but it's out there. And also May 6th. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is something I've actually kind of been looking forward to. So we'll see how that turns out. Hopefully between Sam Raimi and Benedict Cumberbatch, we can get a decent movie out of this. America Chavez or no America Chavez. So Yeah, the next time you hear us, we'll more likely be doing a review on yeah, Doctor we'll, Strange. We'll so. do a review on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness next weekend once we get a chance to see it because we don't get to see any advanced screenings. No, no, no. Of course, by then, everybody else will have done their reviews, so all I have to do is just sit down and watch those reviews and, and pastiche my own. Just like the two of us always do, because we don't have a creative bone in our entire bodies. Right, Chris? <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. up. Wrap it up. So, if you have nothing else, Chris... Ain't got nothing. He ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing, honey. So, till next time, Spike... Chris. And that was the show. We'll see you next time when we all start geeking out. Bye, y'all.